You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. It is time for the Geeks Pub. And as we are wont to do, starting, you know, the last episode, we play a little bit of music from a TV show or a movie or it started out, I don't know, over a year ago, David, where we did an episode of our favorite music from movies. And we kind of expanded that because, you know, the themes that you hear at the beginning of movies is one thing, but sometimes there's other little bits of music that really set a movie off that really kind of captures either a character or a scene, but it kind of sticks with you. You know, the little piano refrain in Ghostbusters is a great example of that. Yeah. Or the little bell sounds that you hear in Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. You know, little things like that. The moment you hear it, boom, it takes you right to that movie. Yeah. Um, What I started with was actually from Eric Clapton. And it's called Meet Martin Riggs. Now, this was uh, not the, from the movie. This Somebody did this. This was somebody playing the guitar because um, they didn't want to use Eric Clapton's actual music in the show. So right. this is someone's take. Plus, I think, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, this version is really good. It, it's it's more robust and it sounds better than the one for the movie. Mark, Martin Riggs, of course, was uh, Mel Gibson's character in, uh, what, four Lethal Weapon movies? Yeah. And... Um, it's it's a little bit all right so let's 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 talk about you know the the main thing right at the beginning i loved that music i thought the scene that they introduced that music in is when mel gibson is sitting in uh, a trailer basically his home and he's about to commit suicide yeah and this was the 80s people didn't talk about suicide and stuff like that and the scene is very powerful yeah and and i think the music is the music achieves what you want it to achieve from the movie and that it 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 has that kind of mournful melancholy yeah kind of lost i don't know where i am it gives you that tone yes which i think is very very effective because that's kind of what the character is meant to be and that one Um, scene with him mel gibson putting a gun in his mouth and then you know they have this music this orchestra building up like oh this is such a tense and it's a very 80s sound and then when he pulls a gun out of his mouth this that refrain kicks in this music and you know he's holding a picture of him and his wife on their wedding day and you know the way he holds the picture and kind of hits it against his head and the tears it was a really powerful i think it was some of the best acting Mel Gibson has ever done, to be honest. I mean, he conveys, he creates that character in that one scene. Yeah, he kind how of much pain the he's the in. <laughs> I mean, I, I, unfortunately, that was the only bit, the only scene in the movie I felt felt he really acted in. The rest, no, of the movie, I, I disagree. I disagree. There's a scene before that happens where he's buying drugs. How long's it? How long's it been since you've seen Lethal Weapon? Oh, long, yeah. many, many years. It has been for me too, up until I picked this little piece of music and then i watched the first lethal weapon the first half of that movie um right up to the scene kind of when when he jumps off the building with the guy who wants to commit suicide the 
the beginning of that movie is brilliant. It is really, really good. The scene that he wants, he's going to pay, he buys these drugs and he tells him he's a cop and they don't believe him at first. And and then the cops all rush in and the one guy's got him hostage and he's telling the other cop, shoot this guy, shoot this guy. And then he finally turns around and, and he has a gun right in his face and He's telling the guy shoot him, and they take the gun and the and the the fear that this guy has with Mel Gibson right in his face, just losing it. I mean, it's it's really powerful and it's really believable. I mean, I I gotta say that Richard Donner and Mel Gibson with this character, just man, they made it so realistic. And the opposite of that, at least as far as being you know suicidal and and depressed and all this, is Danny Glover's character. Who, you know, he's got a loving family. It's a very busy house. He's going through renovation. There's parts of the wall missing in his house. Kids from the neighborhood are coming over to walk to school with his kids. And it's just chaotic. And it's just full of love. Although, when they walk in the bathroom at the beginning and he's in the bathtub and they have his cake and he's sitting butt naked in the tub. I'm like, you. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a a good movie. Yeah, well. Yeah. Well, so so I suspect. Um, because I haven't seen it for for a very long time, I suspect much of my memory is coloured by the sequels, and by, that's the issue. The yes, yeah? because it became an action comedy after the first movie, yeah. and they undo but, uh, a lot of yeah. the stuff in the first movie. You just yeah. like, Ugh. oh yeah, he they, they just it becomes a body movie then. Well, um, with, yes with and a, no. you know, it, it, but it's but it's you know what it is because it's it's. It's the crazy. It's the cra- it's the mad crazy guy with the straight guy. I mean, that's that's what the body. Well, but the but Mel Gibson is. over time becomes Murtaugh doesn't. He's not really suicidal after the first movie. No, he's not. Well, that that's kind of the problem. And that's exactly right. <laughs> and, and they made it an action comedy because at the time we we all wanted to see these characters some more because they were so yeah. great. And it wasn't until Lethal, Lethal Weapon three that it completely goes in a different direction when they introduce, uh, what's his name? Um, Pesci. Pesci. Yeah, Joe Pesci. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whose character, by the way, in, in the third one, is a great character. Well, it, the reason they kept him around is because he stole the he's, second yeah. one. Yeah, talking yeah, about they, stole- they fuck you through the drive through They yeah, know you're exactly. going to be... I mean, it's yeah. such a... He, he plays that role so, so well. Uh, yeah, unfortunately for Joe Pesci, that's very often all he ever brought to the screen. I mean, it, I mean, he he kind of. Have you not seen he, Casino? Seriously? Well, no, I haven't seen. Casino. Oh my god! So you shouldn't say that, dude. Because all right, well, Joe, well, in Joe Pesci in Goodfellas and Casino, totally different yeah, but, character. I mean, well, in Goodfellas, he's very much the same as this. I no, mean, he's not. Except he's, he's, except he's more evil. Well, and he's menacing. I mean, you this guy's yeah. almost a psycho in Goodfellas. He's going to do anything, and then in Casino, he's it's different you should really watch casino i will have to watch casino it's but uh, going back to lethal weapon i i've got to be honest even in the first one what i didn't while while i i completely agree with with mel gibson's take on the suicidal side of the character i never bought the opposite side he would play which was the manic crazy guy i've always felt it was overdone i thought Um, it was really well done because uh, i didn't like just did not like it um and obviously they then turned that up to 11 for the second and the third and the fourth movies and which meant i liked them even less and i i found i I just found them so formulaic well of course they're the ones that kind of well they're one of the ones that invented that formulaic because there was nothing 
There was very few, in quotes here, franchises like Lethal Weapon before Lethal Weapon. There was always Smoking the Bandit and Smoking the Bandit Part 2 and stuff like that. But I thought 48 Hours did this a lot better than... Um, than Lethal Weapon did for a start, um, and then and then I, I which just, one? I've forty eight hours oh. with uh, Eddie Murphy. Uh, it, it, yes and no. I mean, because that goes off the rails in the second one as well. But well, yeah, I'm not. I'm talking about the original. The original one. <laughs> I, know, see, yeah. I think Lethal Weapon is a better overall movie than the first forty eight hours. I think. I think the problem is even the name of it. I mean, they go, oh well, yeah, we better register you as a Lethal Weapon because I just, I, I just didn't buy it. I really, really didn't because the problem is. But do you is, remember who we, says that and in the context? Because. Uh, it, he, is is one of isn't it uh, the captain? No, or, uh, it's not. No, no. or is one of no. one of uh, Myrtle's colleagues? No, it, or it, an FBI is, agent no. or something? No, it is Myrtle. Oh, when oh, they right. first meet, they're walking to the car, and uh, he says, "Oh, you know, I, I understand you were in such a such and such ops in the war." And he was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "You know, the war is over." He's yeah. He goes, "So you know, I I read your file. You're this this, and you know, karate and jujitsu, and then." smugly is like yeah i guess we got a red shoe as the lethal weapon it's almost a throwaway line and it's derogatory it's not I'm, oh well, you're such yeah. a badass it's no i i i agree but that was the problem is that it was derogatory and i never really bought mel gibson as the lethal weapon i i'm i really dislike that trope anyway because you know everybody the military churns out thousands of guys who've done all of that stuff and you can't I find it difficult to you where you choose one guy and you elevate him, say he's so much better than everybody else. Oh, I just I, I never really buy it. Well, um, yeah, but they do the same. They still do it. I mean, the, there's a new season, a new um, series on Amazon. Uh, Jack Riker, Reacher, Jack Reacher, Reacher, Reacher. And yeah, and it's really yeah. good. Yeah, I know it's really good. But, but he does get is, his is, butt kicked a lot in that movie. Yeah. Well, you know, but um, didn't. But so does Mel Gibson. He doesn't. He does, yeah. But that, but that's part of the problem is that is that you can't. It's it's the Superman problem. You can't set somebody up to be the invincible badass because then you have to have their ass kicked. Otherwise, it's boring to watch. Yeah, but and this is what happens in these movies. And then they then go, well, he's not really that lethal, is it? He? he nearly died. Um, I just, I just, I, I, I'll tell you what. I just didn't like the movie. I didn't really enjoy much of Mel Gibson's performance in the original one, uh, and of course, we'll to get me, to that Mel Gibson is yeah. Mel Gibson is now pretty much toxic stuff. I don't enjoy watching anything he's ever yeah, done no, I, because I, I understand you know that. the guy is uh, is well, you all know he, is he, really really horrible. He, well, I mean, he's a raging racist, at least against Jewish people. Um, uh, you know, a racist, misogynist, yeah, he, uh, full of himself, yeah, uh, religious wacko. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and, and that's uh, it. when I thought about what I wanted to play at the beginning of this episode. I wanted to do something different, and yeah. that one kind of I re- I was thinking of riffs, little bits of music that kind of take me right to a movie that I thought did a really good job of establishing a character. And yeah, that was don't one disagree of the first with one. you on that. Yep. Yeah. So that's why I picked it. But that being said. I used to love Mel Gibson up until uh, Passion of the Christ. And that's mm-hmm. when his craziness came out and he went downhill very, very fast. But it yeah. seems like, unlike a lot of other people, Hollywood seems to have forgiven Mel Gibson, which kind of boggles my mind in some respects because it's not like, 
oh, he got caught, you know, doing such and such that was easily forgiven. We're all human. We all make mistakes. They forgive him. He has his career back. This was a racist, nasty rant that was caught on audio. Yeah. And, and it, 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 <laughs> looking for this clip on YouTube where I got the music from, I found the one where Ricky Gervais just eviscerates him at award shows and it's multiple yeah. shows and he doesn't hold back and it's just hilarious. And yet they Hollywood still is embracing Mel Gibson. Well, Hollywood has its own problems with misogyny, racism and all the other things that, that Mel Gibson likes. Um, I, I would say actually, I mean, he, he's never regained where he was. Oh no. I mean, he and he was never will. One of the, he was one of the biggest actors in the world. Um, and then he lost all of that. And much like Chris Brown, who's, who's, you know, steadily come back into things, uh, since his problems, um, you know, this is a guy who will never, will never achieve the public fame heights that he had at, at the earlier on in his career. True, you know, and now and now, you know, he does a lot more behind the scenes stuff. He's won Academy Awards for directing. Um, you know, he's he's look. He's, I think he's far more respected in Hollywood than he was for a long time. But that's Hollywood, and Hollywood is all about the money. And Mel can bring the money because you know he does good films. You can't deny that. But the problem is he's a horrible person. And let's face it, we all know that Hollywood is full of people who can deliver good movies, but horrible people. Hello, Harry and they Weinstein. continue to get work. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And that went on for many, many years. Everybody knew about it, and everybody just ignored it. Yep. And it's the same thing. It's like if you bring if you bring the bring the buck, um, then there's you a know, checkbook we'll, for we'll, you. There's yeah, we'll gloss, we'll, we'll gloss over um, yeah. things we don't like about you. Yeah, it's, it's and that's a Hollywood, sad, Well, it's not just Hollywood. I think that's any business. Yeah, I mean, but Hollywood in particular, yeah. because Hollywood is a public business. Once it becomes uh, public, it on. A, the yeah. horrible stuff that someone does, then they're outed. They're not outed until it becomes public knowledge. Look at Uber. You yeah. know, the prime example that the guy was just a piece of crap, and then. Only until it became public did the board of directors force him out. And then it yeah. was a big thing about getting him out of there. It's like, well, but he grew the company. Yeah, but he's an absolutely horrible person created such a toxic culture and ripped so many people off. The drivers, yeah. first and foremost, we can't keep this guy in, you know, but it was a struggle for them to get rid of him. So it's yeah. not just Hollywood. Let's not. Let's not put them on some kind of an evil pedestal that this is where the evil people go. This no, is every industry, I'm, man. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying that. But as I said, Hollywood is a public industry. And when pe when the general public see that it happens in the public industry and it's brushed to one side, then it normalizes it and it makes it okay. I agree with for you. For a lot of people. I agree and with you. And that is the problem. Yeah. And, and so At the end of the day, that it's is all why, about money. Yeah, that is why I think people should hold Hollywood to a higher standard because, first of all, we directly fund their products. Yeah. I mean, they, it's far well, more direct. but that's than buy, everything, though. That's... No, it's, but it, it's far more direct than buying stuff at Walmart. No, where you're going through, It is because you're going through several different organizations. It doesn't matter how many organizations go you go through. It's You're still buying the product from the bad guy. 
yeah, I know, but the point the the point I'm trying to make is is that the the um, supply chain between you and the end product in somewhere like Walmart is much more longer and more extended, and you can make an argument that pu- trying to punish Walmart for for things you don't like about them is actually hurting more people who are less culpable along the way. Whereas with the movie industry, no, I disagree you know, it's with you, 100%. it's you, it's your ticket dollar to the uh, theatre owner yeah. and then from the theatre owner it goes straight to the uh, distributor and the film company. Yeah, so and it's exactly the same thing in Walmart. I, d- I don't think The manufacturer the sends it to the distributor, dis- distribution th- center think, who sends it directly to Walmart. I think it, it's... Your, I your, think, your argument doesn't hold water at all. I don't. I disagree. It, it's more public because you can actually see and you know who these bad people are because well, their exactly. name's on the screen. That's exactly my point. Right. Well, but that's not what you yeah. said. That's not what I'm saying is I think the chain of money between you and the movie studios is far shorter no, it's and not. far more direct it than is it not. is with Walmart. No, it's not. It's exactly the same. There's three to four levels of between the purchaser and the bad people, if you will, the, to use that analogy. In the movie industry, it's exactly the same as you buying a product in Walmart. Uh, I, well, like the, the manufacturer th- makes it; it goes to a warehouse or a shipper, and then it goes directly to Walmart. So, so maybe maybe Three the levels. difference. So maybe it's more the, visible. The, maybe the difference is that there is a far broader range of products, and boycotting or, or affecting individual products in Walmart doesn't make much of a difference to the bottom line. Whereas with a movie, it absolutely does. And if you were to decide to boycott a particular studio for some reason it absolutely would affect their bottom line far more quickly i would agree with that right so that's kind of that's kind of what i'm saying is that is that there is a more direct relationship between the producer and the customer with a movie than there is with walmart and it's definitely more intimate because most movies are about you know your entertainment whereas buying a pair of socks from a company who employs slave labor in india is you know you don't have a context for that no um and it's too bad though because like you said mel gibson was a a good actor he was a draw and but i mean it's sad because the guy is so misguided in his belief systems and i'm not talking about his religion i'm talking about his racist attitudes yeah um it is hard for me to watch mel gibson at all now knowing who he really is um It's the same thing that, I, here's a perfect example. Cole and I, I, I got a call yesterday. My dad needed help moving a um, chest freezer into his house. My dad's older. He used to be able to bench press 400 pounds, but he's not that man mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. So. Nobody, not only that, nobody should move a chest freezer on their own. Um, it was. It's dangerous. It's, it's, yeah, but I mean, it's not that it's heavy not just, it, Well, it's not it's just, it, it's not just the weight, it's the bulk, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, and nobody should really no. try and do that on the road. So Cole and I, who's 14 and as tall as me and is getting way stronger, yeah. go over there to help him. And on the way back, we're listening to the radio. Usually I can listen to whatever I want because Cole's got his headphones on. And yeah. uh, he's listening to his own stuff or playing a game or what have you. Kids, yeah. and let's be honest. He doesn't like the same music I do. No. So we're coming home. He doesn't have headphones. And I, I'm constantly changing the radio station. We'll listen to Sirius XM. Um, because every station seems to be playing a crappy song. But I listen for a few seconds. I'm like, nope. Yeah. I'm going through. We hit uh, 80s on 8. And it's I hear one note from Michael Jackson. And I'm like, nope. Yeah. And Cole yeah. starts laughing. 
I can't listen to Michael Jackson's music. I don't care nope. how good the music is. The guy, okay. and I don't care what anybody says, in my opinion, was a pedophile. Yeah. In an interview, he said he invites children to his house and they sleep in his bed. And then nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's beautiful. Oh, guy is. A, yeah. Oh, he is just one of. And he turned himself literally turned himself into a monster. Yeah. A monster. Yeah. But you know what? I frankly, I could live with what he, what he did to him to his own body was his own problem. Oh, that I, mean, I don't care as much about, yeah. other than yeah. my distaste of why would but, anybody but mutilate his, themselves like that? His yeah, his behavior. That's what was, gets me. Uh, was unacceptable. Absolutely. It was unacceptable for a long time, yep. and people gave him a big pass over it, which allowed him to they do still some do. terrible, they still terrible do. things. Yeah. They still give him a and, big and pass. Yeah. I don't. I, Any I radio station the king, that plays his king of music. pop is just like you know, shut up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate it. I, in fact, that's yeah. exactly what I said to call. I said, a pe- king of pop my ass." Um, yeah. the, the guy was an awful human being that wasn't very talented. He could sing, yes, and he could dance, yes, and that was it. But as, as opposed to someone like Prince, who could you listen to Purple Rain, that album. Yeah. He made every single note you hear of music, every instrument. He made, he created, he played. The Revolution had to learn his music after he recorded the album. The only stuff that's not him is when you hear the girls talking or singing on that album. Otherwise, yeah. all Prince. Michael Jackson, yeah. he never wrote his own stuff. He he could sing, absolutely. But I, there's no, hey, well, there's even, no, and, and, there's no comparison in talent between no, those guys. No, and even, even, even in his quite a long of his latter years i mean people went on about his dancing but to me i watched the dancing and i after the moonwalk i kind of went well it's all the same yeah it pretty much he's gonna was. he's he's gonna snap his arms back and forth he's gonna, he's gonna move his, his head left yep, and right and he's gonna his grab his crotch yeah yeah that was pretty much it <laughs> yeah and mess with his hat yeah and and so, and um, have a video about his monkey remember you had that monkey bubbles 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 the chimpanzee. I, yeah. I, I didn't like Michael Jackson much when he was popular on the radio. I bought Thriller because everyone bought Thriller when it came out. But I always thought he was way overrated. And, and Michael mm. Jackson's success came because he had a hot video when MTV really was just getting big. That's it. Just his talent alone without MTV wouldn't have been enough to make him a big success. It was because mm. of MTV. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Um, I'm really depressed. Who, who, who we can trash next? Yeah, next, next up on our hit list. Um, I'm really depressed that you haven't seen Peacemaker yet because it's it's not available in the UK. It's not available in the UK. <sighs> Star Trek Discovery is not available here in the UK yet either. Oh, hang on. No, I tell a lie. It is. There is a free streaming channel that has Star Trek Discovery on, but. It's not streaming in the way that you can just say, I want to watch this. You have, it's basically, it's like traditional TV. You have to tune in at 8 p.m. on a Friday night Ugh. if you want to watch that episode of Star Trek Discovery, and you can't watch it afterwards. So, um, but it, it's a channel that comes over the internet. Yeah. Um, and it's free. So, yeah, if I want to give up my Friday nights at 8 o'clock to watch Star Trek Discovery, I could watch it, but um, yeah. no. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to come on a proper streaming platform. So I can't wait for you to watch Peacemaker because, honestly, it's, I think, I mean, there's some very violent things in there, but, and I, I, and I did that. not have a, I, I don't have like a big love for uh, that actor. John Cena. Yeah, John Cena. I don't yeah. think his range is all, all that big. 
Um, and quite honestly, he looks like, what was that one guy? Um, he was a country bumpkin. They made a bunch of movies. Oh, I can't think of his name now. I want to say Elmer. Larry the Cable Guy? No, no, no. This was the uh, 80s and 90s. Uh, always wore coveralls. Always a goofy guy. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I know the guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm still thinking Larry the Cable yeah, Guy. But, uh, now that you said that, that's all I can get in my head. Um, but that's who John <laughs> Cena actually looks like. Right. So, I, I, his character, though, in Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, the second one, was great. You saw that movie. I saw that movie and I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Even though I agree with you, it went a bit crazy at the end. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was a great. I thought it was far far better than the first oh, Suicide Squad close. movie. Yeah, uh, and uh, and yeah, I, th- I we really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Yep. And you know, I was kind of stoked when they said because spoilers in that movie it kind of implies that he's been killed mm-hmm. a peacemaker he does some really bad things he's he's the uh, traditional you know team member who's got a different agenda type guy um and no he's got yeah, the agenda of of the amanda waller she's the one yeah that, but but basically he he betrays the yeah. team yeah and so um well you, think you could you could argue that the team betrayed what they were actually there for and he was the only maybe. one that stayed on mission yeah. Well, yeah, but he was uh, the the team. The team became better people, yep. except for him. And, <laughs> so the, that's, and, the, that's... and the conversations between him and Deadshot were just yeah brilliant. I mean, yeah. he's and, made and... to play the the kind of the dumbass, but he is dangerous and he's really good at what he does. Exactly, and and that's that's what's great about the character is what that's what that's why he's amusing because he's incredibly stupid yep. and uh, and yet at the same time you know he's he's he is very interesting to watch and you want to see what he's going to do. So I was I was pleased when I heard they were doing a TV show of it. I, I um, had my doubts, but oh my god, it's so brilliant. Has James Gunn had anything to do with this? Yeah, it's all him. It's all him. He so wrote them all, and and he didn't. I don't think he directed all of them. But the whole thing is James Gunn. This, right, okay. If you like James's Gun, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad or Guardians of the Galaxy, you're going to love Peacemaker. It is Excellent. so good. It is yeah. way better than I thought it was going to be. And uh, i I I'll be honest with you, it's one of the best things that DC has done in many years. It is that good. Right. And that's saying something. Yep. The cats are freaking out here. I don't know if you can hear them in the background. They keep running back and forth, chasing each other. Because they're worried about the peace. They've, mu- they've knocked two water bottles over that are empty, I'll thank see, God, uh, on the, they, in the they living room. Heard what you, they probably heard what you said about Michael Jackson, and they're losing. No, they're Mel Gibson fans. <laughs> they're both lethal weapons. Yeah, I think I think, I think think uh, Mel, G- Mel Gibson had quite some quite strong opinions on pussies, as I recall. Yes. <laughs> can't believe you went there uh, um let's talk about <laughs> you brought it up let, let, well let's talking and bring it up the last yeah. episode we did you picked music from a show i had never seen blake seven yeah and owen rubin who's been on this well, i don't know has he been on geeks pub or i know he's been on tech fan quite a bit but yeah um not as much as he used to he is he, he came out of he retirement if you will and he works for apple so you know that makes it difficult for him to talk on tech podcast yeah yeah we we should have him here and i've invited him on this show but the problem is it's so early for him it just is because in california yeah obviously so he wrote us a comment on facebook uh a couple actually um and he's talking about blake seven go ahead yeah he says i commented on facebook oh okay uh, i guess but i'll repeat it here no i think this was twitter then all right okay 
Tim, what was not made clear about Blake 7 teleporter, because you were saying, oh, why, why, why don't they just take the teleporter nobody else have and, and beam up the people who were... Um, yeah, and just shoot them as soon being, as they materialize. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Or materialize and, a bomb right in their midst and boom, yeah. it's and I And I, I, forgot, I forgot this. You had to wear a teleporter bracelet to be retrieved. Mm. You could be teleported out, but not be teleported back without the device. That's why they could just not pick up enemies. I'd forgotten that. They did make a big thing of the bracelets. So why not just teleport a bomb where the bad guys are and be done with it? I, this is one of the things about Star Trek I never understood. They have teleporters. I, we're going to beam down to the planet. It's a hot situation. Why can't you just beam the bad guys right into your brig? That's one of the reasons why, I believe, why the Orville doesn't have teleporters. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I think um, Seth... Seth MacFarlane, who makes it, uh, really feels that, that A, the, the reason they were introduced in the original Star Trek was to save money so they didn't have to have uh, exterior spaceship shots right. of them landing on planets. Um, and he feels that that's not necessary now because uh, special effects are a lot cheaper than they used to be, a lot more realistic. Uh, and secondly, yes, they create a whole load of plot holes that you then have to contort your script around to work and, but, and it got know, even worse with with jj abrams star trek universe the abrams universe as it's called. well yeah because he he just basically made the teleporters like magic they could do whatever the plot demanded except when the plot demanded they could be used to solve a problem right. and they didn't work well <laughs> but they could also beam across the universe uh, that's what i mean and it's so like when well, the, when the plot have... demanded that yeah so you could transport what? yourself across across yeah Light years of space. Why do you need a starship? But then when you wanted to beam back, then it wouldn't work. Right. But, <laughs> but let's say they solve that problem. Then why do you need... Well, so you beam there, you build a transporter at that location, and then you just do that for the next 20 years and you got transporters everywhere. But why do you yeah. need starships now? Exactly. It's stupid. You know, having said that, give give Abram some prop. In the second movie, he actually they actually beamed a whole load of weapons onto a ship to destroy it. So they, they're kind of thinking outside the box there. Cats are driving me crazy. Um, yeah. So, I, 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 that makes sense, though, that you have to have a bracelet. Yeah. That, that, to me, is better than what Star Trek did. Why You should yeah. have to have some kind of a device that initiates it, that, you know, allows them to transport you. I, I, I mean, Owen says you didn't need the, the bracelet to transport down. I think in the show you did, actually. I don't think the teleporter worked without you having that on you. And they could not teleport down objects. They could only teleport down people. So they are so right naked? Uh, well. See, that's but, another I mean, problem. <laughs> what, what if you had a, a yeah. filling? Does that not make it? <laughs> God, you know, I got to teleport. Jeez, now I got to go back to the dentist. All my fillings and you, clothes fall on the teleporter. Worse if you pad. had a, either a pacemaker or oh, a false oh leg. Yeah, then you're you're done. But this is this is. What this if you had an artificial is, heart? You can't. I mean, look, you can't go down this rabbit hole because then you start thinking about how come the Flash can move at, um, move at, at such high speeds without his his clothes um, burning off. Well, Fantastic oh, with- Four actually said that their uniforms are made of unstable molecules. <laughs> so sure, Invisible Woman, sure when she are. goes, you know, invisible, she's not naked. The uniform yeah. conforms to the her uniform, power. Well, that's how handy, <laughs> handy at least, that But is. at least they said something, you know. Yeah, I know. Like the, the, Superman the, 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 gets shot with a gun and it doesn't hurt him. Well, why didn't it rip his uniform then? 
Yeah. And, and you know, Luke Cage, his skin is bulletproof. <laughs> his insides aren't. So right. if you fire a bulletproof, uh, a bullet at his skin, you'd imagine that would cause massive, uh, at least bruising to to his body underneath, and it doesn't. And the, and the um, characters who are invulnerable, they can't, you can't hurt them. Wouldn't that also apply that they would, they pretty much don't have any feelings if they touch something, they can't really touch it because they're invulnerable. They can't feel exactly. heat or yeah. cold. You couldn't feel a woman's lips on yours, right? I, yeah. I mean, if you're invulnerable, wouldn't that would be the worst thing ever because you're basically at that point completely numb to everything. Yeah. And if you can't yeah. be hurt, can you taste stuff still? Hmm. Hmm. Good point. Because I mean, it, you know, so yeah, so, but there's also as well. It's like you know, any any superhero. Where does the energy for their powers come from? You know, Cyclops is firing laser beams out of his and eyes. Spiders gamma radiation. Yeah, but yeah, but that doesn't energy doesn't just exist out of no come out of nowhere, particularly out of people's eyes. I mean, where is what powers the powers? Yeah, you know, um, it doesn't. God, it doesn't. Obviously, God. what what we're saying is is really you have to suspend a little bit of disbelief yeah a lot in some but the, the difficulty is is when you then try and impose rules right um on your universe then you can then twist yourself or not so of course this is stuff that geeks like us love yeah i mean i remember um uh, talking of of recent movies i remember the last jedi i was uh, we talked about it at the time i was just stunned about the fact that Apparently, in the middle of a space battle, it was perfectly possible for people to get in a ship and hyperspace somewhere else. Yeah. And it was just like, well, surely that means the space battle is kind of invalid. You know, exactly. just do a few shuttle trips, get everyone off the uh, spaceship. And that's what it's, it's, nobody important left the spaceship. Yeah. Not the leaders, not Princess Leia, not the, uh, you know, the general who was leading everything. She didn't hyperspace off somewhere else um where they couldn't track him no they they uh they left her on board and they went off to a casino because plot yep <laughs> yeah it's anyways you know i do remember talking about um just going back to the thing about spaceships and transporters and something like that. so i remember reading once back when the next generation came out of course one of the things they did is they introduced the um the replicators yeah, which basically meant use transporter technology to make food and Jean-Luc Picard's tea and all that sort of thing out of energy. Including and the cup and the... Yeah, yeah exactly. Everything. Yeah. And, and I remember I remember somebody saying, because they, you know, there's all these books and, and stuff, these fan fiction books about, you know, how they built the ship and all this sort of thing. And somebody saying, apparently asked one of the producers once, and they said, well, you know, if you can replicate things, why can't you just replicate the whole Enterprise in one go rather than build it? Yeah. And he and he actually said he said if you he said in our universe if you had the power to do that you wouldn't need starships. That's true. <laughs> and and that's exactly if, what you if just you said. had that technology nobody would ever leave home. The human yeah, population well, you, would die out. Yeah, it, well, between it would, holodecks, transporters, and replicators. We well, let's face it, everyone would just be um, stuffing their guts full of food and spending all the time in virtual reality porn. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> You know, and yeah, we'd die out because we would never interact with each other no, again. No, the human species would have about a 50-year life, lifespan at that point, and then we'd be done with yeah. it. Uh, which, which might be where we are now, who knows. And then the di- dinosaurs return to Earth from their space flight. <laughs> the, the dinosaurs are, are in orbit, just waiting. Well, just that waiting. was a Star Trek Just episode. waiting for us to go. That was Star Trek. <laughs> they did that. Did they? Yeah, the Enterprise comes across a very advanced starship that 
is way more powerful than anything the Federation has, and they're dinosaurs from Earth. They evolved and they got really smart and they left the Earth, and then the extinction event happened and wiped out all evidence of their advanced civilization. But these dinosaurs, who somehow spoke English, um, they were out in space. Yeah, you didn't I don't that? remember that episode. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> It was just terrible. You know, I used to be proud of the fact that having watched all seven seasons of The Next Generation religiously, I could name all the episodes. No, I, I, could say no, what I take that back. It was, it was uh, Voyager. That was on Voyager oh, well, because it was the Delta Quadrant when they came across them. All oh, right. Pro, pro, that's that's probably why I don't remember it. I, I, I've never watched any of those episodes once. But yeah, I used to be like a real Next Generation fan and I could name episodes and I could watch the intro of an episode on the TV and immediately tell you what episode it was and what season it was on and everything. I can't do that anymore. No, I can't either. I, and I was a big Generation fan as well, but, you know, on Facebook like a year ago, a year and a half ago, maybe during the height of COVID in the two and a half weeks that I didn't go to work, um, I started watching Deep Space Nine again and I was like, oh, I wish they made more shows like this. But the more I watched it, the more I was like, ugh. It's so slow-paced, so boring, a lot of it. The character development happens, but it's really slow and ponderous. And uh, Yeah, it's, it's, I think the problem is it's just made in a style that's not... Nowadays, the style has moved on. Everything is cut better, is more fast-paced. They tend to... They do a, little, a lot more of the Sorkin-style stuff yeah. where, uh, you know... Uh, conversations happen while other stuff is going on whereas with star trek they always here's a scene they're sat in this room they're going to have a conversation yes you know and there was a clear difference in the continuity between the static conversation scenes and an action scene yep. and the music would cut telegraph it to you and you'd always know what was happening whereas um yeah modern modern tv is a bit more um jumpy than that yeah but they, you know hey it was well, nearly 30 years ago for deep space nine now isn't it yeah, it's, I mean, it's all been pretty long ago, and that's because we're old. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's jump into the thing that you reminded me that we we didn't get to because it hadn't happened yeah. yet, was the season finale of Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, I would say now that the season's over and you've watched it as well, um, Boba Fett was not good. <laughs> uh, it's, I have to say, possibly the most pointless episode uh, it, it reset TV everything show ever from made. mandalorian season two and they're right where they were before exactly and the, the whole of boba fett's journey was complete i know and you remember i argued with you very strongly for this in the first few episodes oh it's going somewhere it's all going to show mm -hmm. you know what's happened no it didn't nope. not only that the things he wanted he gets at the end of the show and it's like oh i don't really want this yeah yeah all these people have been killed <laughs> he's had this big fight that was completely pointless because it turns out he could have sent his assassin friend to kill all the people anytime he wanted to yep. just by asking somebody where they were. It's like, why didn't you do that at the beginning, Boba? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just so pointless. Yes. And it, and it really, you know, you just come across it and you just think, this is just a framework to hang some cool scenes on. And, and yeah? my problem was, and I really liked it up until the end, when grogu comes back and i thought yeah well jesus christ you spent an entire two seasons of the mandalorian building up the fact that this is a little jedi in training he's got to get him his mission is to get him back to the jedi 
Yeah, and he and does he's going to do that despite his own feelings. Yes, and he does yeah. that. And it's a very heart. Luke shows up. Everybody yeah. freaks out. It's so it's so cool to see Luke again. Um, he goes an off hour with of Luke. seeing him again. And it's just like let's just forget all that. Yep, forget it, it was a bit rubbish. Yeah, we're going to undo that in one episode. Because and, and obviously the reason why is Grogu's a hugely popular character and people want to see more of him. Yep. But you just kind of think, you know what? Maybe you could have spent half a season. Uh, half a season I wouldn't have, showing... I wouldn't have brought Grogu back at all until season four of The Mandalorian. Yeah. But, you know, if you are, if obviously the Disney paymasters are going, you know, we've got more toys to sell, we need him back. Yep. I would have Lisa said, you know what? Give me three episodes. Three hours where you show how Din Djarin is terrible without Grogu. Yes. Yeah. He's lost his edge. Yeah. He's got this sword he doesn't know what to do with. Actually, he sucks at his main job because he's so distracted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then. You, and, and then, not only that, you don't do the thing where he goes to Luke to drop off a gift, yeah? Grogu gets the gift and goes, oh, screw this, I'm going back to the Mandalorian. Instead of doing that, which is really kind of lame, yep. you kind of do a thing where, you know, Grogu's having problems, Grogu's not sure what he's doing, but you actually... And when did R2 become an Uber driver, by the way? I know. What in the hell? Just, Are you right, serious? Right. There's, there's Luke couldn't have huge, come? I mean, there's nothing there are, going on at the so, school. Bots yeah, are building so, a school. <laughs> Luke couldn't have gone and, and, and said, oh, and then Luke shows up and helps him in the big bat. No, it's just Grogu. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, I, I, last time we spoke, I ranted long and hard about how I didn't like the Luke sequence in that episode. Yeah. And th do you know one, having seen this now, I still don't like it because they could have done something else then without luke in it and spent that luke cgi budget on having him in the final in the final episode yeah you know more you even could have had the and the opportunities then to have him not trusting boba fett because of what boba fett did to han solo yeah, yeah and the fact that luke was the one who put him in the sarlacc pit far more interesting actually it was han solo was it yeah no, it, it, was luke, it was luke's lightsaber wasn't it no it was Han Solo with the stick thing, and he turns um, around and hits Boba Fett's backpack, and it launches him, and he goes in the Starlight Pit. Didn't didn't Luke kind of hit the backpack first? Maybe no, I'm, no. Maybe I'm thinking something else. No. Anyway, trust me, I've seen mind. Return of the Jedi a thousand times. I'm, I'm sure you. I'm sure you are far more of the master at it than I am. He, he, um, it would have been better to have Han Solo, de-age Harrison Ford, let him have a scene in there. I would have been happy to see that, but. There was no reason to bring Luke back, and then he didn't do anything. And I will stay, say, though, I just watched a, um, um, a VF artist react to CGI Luke, and it is so much better than the end of Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it and, definitely, and definitely is. The, the audio is a little bit weird, but other than that, I mean, it, it might be the yeah. best deep fake I've ever seen, and that's it, really it, what it is, they did. It is very good. I still didn't buy it, though, because... I knew. Well, but that's, <laughs> you know? that, of course. It, no, everybody knows. Yeah. In fact, my but wife I, watched the series that, with us, and she was like, well, that person looks just like the, the guy that yeah. played him. And I said, it's it's called a deep fake. That's a different yeah. actor, but they're just projecting. There's this computer. Yeah, and, and she went, wow, of, it really I, I, looks, I mean, it's yeah. that's, that's really I, cool. Maybe it's just me knowing that it's a deep fake, but I always see some sort of vague shimmer. Yeah, I was no, expecting there is to a, like. There's nothing. I expect them to do the thing in Mission Impossible where they reach up and pull it off yeah. when it was all stretchy. Yeah. Show the real guy it, underneath. It, it's, it's pretty much flawless. It really yeah. is. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I still would argue they should have recast. Yeah. Just recast we, it. If, yeah. if you want to use Luke, and I have no problem with them doing a Luke Skywalker series, 
but not a deep fake the entire time. It, they need to recast the role. They really yeah. do. Nothing against Mark Hamill. I love Mark Hamill. Yeah. They need to recast Luke Skywalker at this point. They did Han Solo, and I would say that's a bigger blasphemy <laughs> than, than Luke Skywalker. They recast loads of people. They recast yeah. Darth Vader, for God's yeah. sake. <laughs> oh, um, boy. But so, you know, and that, that's one they could have got away with. Yeah, I will say this. <laughs> it was stupid and cool at the same time that in, in Book of Boba Fett, they bring out these giant droids that are just unstoppable yeah. and yet somehow they, they, none of the good guys get killed okay fine yeah. whatever and to I, fight I did, it Boba leaves and you're like where the hell is he going yeah what's he gonna do and then you the fr- but you don't re- you don't even think about he's coming back with a rancor until he yeah. shows up with a rancor and you're like oh my god Boba Fett is writing a rancor somebody yeah. needs to take their Star Wars toys away from uh, the producers because holy crap yeah. they put Boba Fett on a rancor doll and went let's do this uh, it was I, stupid also, but cool at the same yeah. time. Uh, uh, I think I think Boba had obviously been well feeding that rancor because I'm pretty sure it was about double the size it was when we first yeah, saw it. Yeah, it, it was like wait a minute, it wasn't that big, was it? And it <laughs> exactly. just I mean, and it just the battle between the droids and the rancor was awesome. But then of course it, the rancor is now loose and they're like, oh shit, it's tearing up the city. Now we got to go get that. Yeah, you know, I kind of... And the other problem with and it Groku, is... That's the, where Groku's there to kind of yeah. calm him down. And that was I cool. I will say that. That was it cool. It was, though, though, again, I mean, I <laughs> kind of feel that as soon as the Mandalorian sees Grogu's there and he, they're in the middle of a battle, he would have gone, come here, Grogu. We're jetpacking away from here and leaving the planet. Well, yeah, <laughs> but no, because he gave a... He, he's honorable. He was there to yeah, help Yeah, but Boba he doesn't Fett. want Grogu to get killed in the crossfire. Well, I, but yeah, of course, but that's all that he's been doing with Grogu is taking him in dangerous situations the whole I time. So. I suppose so. But the, the problem I had with the droids, and, and obviously they're a direct... You you imagine that's exactly what happened. We saw those little rolling droids with the shields right. in the, in the original. Uh, yeah, exactly. And they were cool. And even back then, the little ones were terrifying yeah. to everybody oh, because they were hard to kill. And they had yeah. the little shields. So, they'd come rolling. Exactly. That was the point. You're it's, like, oh, shit. They, yeah, they terrified everybody. And they were really hard to deal with. Yeah, so, and the Jedi uh, were like, and, oh, crap. Exactly, and we saw them through. We saw those sorts of shielded droids in the Clone Wars as well. Yeah, and they had to so move we know, very, very slowly to get past the yeah. shields otherwise it would accept it as a threat exactly. and deflect it so you at that point you go yeah well this is this all kind of follows on it says hang on a minute <laughs> apparently empire never used these things which apparently would have killed everything and you just think the empire never would have been defeated if they had those yeah and where did well how come they just stopped using them until after the empire is gone it's just like on. Yeah, it was some of the little, you know? that's definitely a plot hole, but it's one I accept. Yeah. That yeah. being said, but well, but the, the we whole... assume that just they didn't have them because we never saw them in the movies. Yeah, but we already only ever saw how many actual rubble versus empire battles did we actually see? That's not in space. We saw Hoth, mm-hmm. and then we saw them attacking yeah. on Endor. But again, the attack on Hoth. I just don't don't send down the walkers. You know, don't say the, the walkers were successful. They won. Well, they, well they, yeah, they, they were, but they they took a lot. They took a lot of heat on the way. And you, tell Sherry to shut up. Mind her own business. Siri, si- tell her we're not Siri. paying her royalties to to make an appearance Siri, on this episode. Siri agrees with me that um, the Empire should have just dropped down some of those um, shield droids onto Hoth and left them to it. 
I don't know. They roll, pump. though. And they can't roll through snow. They get buried. No, not the rolling ones. The walking ones. Uh, they're not big. Some of that snow is pretty deep, man. Yeah. Walkers are better, way better. And and put, they need the firepower to take down trenches and take down the cereal generator. Uh, and they succeeded. Put skis on them. Put skis on them. I think. Yeah. yeah. I'd say put skis on in the fact, walkers. In fact, let's face it. If you can build walkers that big, why don't you just build the droids that big? I think Empire is still the best of the Star Wars movies. And it has by far the best music. Yeah. If I played two seconds of the Hoth battle scene, you would know exactly where that mu- music was. You're like, oh. And the Hoth... The Hoth battle scene, I mean, you forget now, but it, it completely... Bl- Nobody had ever seen anything like that oh, yeah. before. Yeah. These walk- I mean, when they first show the walkers, that was terrifying. Holy crap. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I mean, after a bit, people kind of thought, well... And, you know, and especially when you see... You're like, oh, especially shit, when you inside. see how the walkers, are, yeah, especially when you see how the walkers are brought down by cable. At that point, you go, wow, maybe you should have just put wheels and tracks mm-hmm. on things. But um, they were hella cool and they made great toys. Yeah, oh the my pe- God. Did you know anybody who had a walker toy? Yeah, Kenny across the street. I hated that kid, but he never <laughs> had a Millennium yeah, Falcon and I did. So, yeah, exactly. So, I the, the walkers were some of the coolest characters. I didn't like the ad ats or the ATSTs as much, but the ad ats no. were just. But here's my problem with the toys. They weren't big enough. No. It's like, wait a minute, an ad-ad is way bigger than this. But you couldn't have a toy yeah. that big. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Where would you put it's it? Like, guess guess what, Kenny? You can have a real, uh, you can have the ad toy, or you can have a real pony. They're about the same size. They're about size. the same size, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, if, if when you were a kid, looking at the ad-ad on screen and then the toys, you're like, the ad-ad would need to be like five foot tall. Yeah, but wasn't that the same with the Millennium Falcon? Yeah, it was, it was way small. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that as a kid too. I was like, "This is not big enough." But then I thought, the toy, yeah. "Yeah, but if it was any bigger, I couldn't actually play with it." And not only that, it's the Millennium Falcon, so you give it a pass. Yeah, of course, the Falcon's the best ship of all time. Yeah. I will argue with that. By the way, what is the greatest yeah. starship in in or spaceship, if you will, in any sci-fi? It, Millennium Falcon. It's just the best. It was yeah. beat up. Didn't work half the time. But there was something about it. I don't know how we could hear the engines when it's flying through space, but whatever. Um, yeah. I assume that that's what you hear inside the ship because sound still happens in there. Well, but. not only that, ships don't fly like that through space. They don't fly like they're flying in the air. You know, you you start moving in one direction, you're going to keep, without even without any engine, you're going to keep going in that direction until you turn around and fire something the other way. Yeah. Well, they, had, um, they, had, sh- they, they did that. Yeah, they, well, no, they didn't do that in Star Wars. They did it in Battlestar. Yeah, that's you true. remember how the ships flew in yeah. Battlestar? That that's far more realistic mm-hmm. to how spaceships actually. I will fly say the 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 Vipers in in the original Battlestar were awesome ships. So were the Cyclone oh. ships. Those two ships. I were loved. Bad. I I got to I've got to say when I was growing up, I loved Battlestar Galactica, the TV show oh, I because did too. it was like Star Wars on TV. Even though they reused the space <laughs> footage. A billion yeah, but you, times. You know, when you're a kid, you don't really notice. I did. I was like, okay, this is where they fly by, and the one goes up, and the one goes. You know, left. whenever they get, when whenever the Galactica had a battle, you always saw the same shots of the turrets yep. blowing up a, a, a Cylon Raider or yep. what have you. Yeah, um, yeah, and and you watch it now, and you realise that actually a lot of the acting acted stuff was incredibly cheesy and really really looked cheap oh yeah but at the time you didn't care didn't because care. it was the closest to having star that's wars exactly 100 percent right on, yeah. on tv they i even the first I, I hated the second season but the first season of the buck rogers series mm-hmm. was much the same as well even though they i mean they took reusing 
footage to an art form yes. because I think they only had about three or four shots. They did, and they reuse them <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So, but I love the Viper. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and let's be honest, the Viper, if you actually built one of those, it probably would actually fly. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 what a great ship that was. It was, it was, and also the way they deployed them. The, the, the helmets with the lights in were cool. Yep. Um, the fact that they uh, they had their shots with the turbo boost where they'd hit the button and the big rockets would come out the back and the thing would fly off. It was just cool. I liked how they launched. Yeah, yeah, through down the uh, down yep. the tunnel. And, the, and, I, I, and honestly, the Battlestar Galactic itself, the Battlestar class of ship, was awesome. Was awesome. Yeah. When they yeah. redid it, they tried to make it a little bit more streamlined in, in the newer series in the 2000s. And yeah. it, it didn't have the same impact as the original Battlestar did. No, I did, it was it, the original Battlestar. I think the design was absolutely classic. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I had the I had the novel of Battlestar Galactica long before I ever saw the series um, because Britain. Yep. So, so that, you know, I, I we were on a, a, a trip and uh, I'd... I'd previously been bought the star wars novel the novelization which was supposedly written by george lucas it wasn't Mm-mm. um and uh yeah so my parents bought me the uh, i was a really avid reader as a kid um and they bought me the Bastar galactica novel because they knew i liked kind of space sci-fi stuff so i read the whole plot of the movie the original Bastar galactica tv the original movie they did before uh yeah it was, was a tv like, movie part- yeah it was a tv movie so i read the whole plot of that in- including all the bits they cut out the-, the actual thing many many times before i ever saw the show and what was interesting is in the middle of the book they had some images that were used that they were obviously pre-production images like artist impressions of what the ships were going to look like yeah and it was amazing to see how i mean you could tell they were artist impressions because they were kind of sketched and rough sure. and that sort of thing even though they colored but you you could see um i was actually quite surprised when i saw the actual show because they were you they were quite a bit different you know but it had all the basics and it had the silent battle stars with the double disc yep joined together and it had the vipers and the silent raiders that kind of like a flying wing though they look they look much more like the martian um invaders from um uh war of the worlds back in the conceptual days and the galactic itself was kind of yeah it wasn't as knobbly as they end up because they they took a lot of inspiration from star wars so it ended up getting a lot more detailed than the the one they showed in the in the novel but the thing is yeah i knew that show inside out before it came so i was stoked to see it it, it was it was a good show it. at the time uh it doesn't hold up now i i no. didn't i watched the entire series when they, they rebooted it um and it was good, don't get me wrong, but I, it, it didn't feel like Battlestar. You know, Cylons no, it, were humans. It was st- I, yeah, I just- it, it, was, it was definitely something different. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, yeah, they, I thought the original Cylons... Oh, my God, the, the best. You know, they, the CGI the ones best. in that... <laughs> yeah, but, but the ones in the rebooted series, oh. they looked so lethal. Yeah. And I, I w- it was a real shame they were so underused, because I yeah. thought those things would just kick ass. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> But I, I yeah. like the original Cylons. I thought that, yeah. you know, they were very, the way the eye moved around the red thing. Yeah. And, and, even and I even loved it when Dirk Benedict, cool. who was Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica, became face and A-team. And yeah, in the beginning of it, he's at a some Hollywood thing and a Cylon walks by and he kind of points at it. I yeah. love that. That was a little bit yeah. of inside baseball that it was just like, that is so cool. That he, yeah. like, hey, what? Um, yeah, it. it spaceship design is difficult when done right 
you get a Millennium Falcon or a Battlestar Galactica. When done wrong, you, you, you get, you know, stupid looking shit. I never liked, to be honest with you, the Mandalorian ship. I always thought it was kind of lame. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You like the new one, though? I like the new one. It's a yeah. hot rod. But yeah. it doesn't make sense if he's a bounty hunter. No. It's like, no, because nah, where are you going to put he the needs guy? His, uh, yeah, he needs his carbon freezing kit. Right. In the, uh, in somewhere in the, you know, and there's not, yeah, I guess he could maybe put one guy in the trunk. I guess. <laughs> strap imagine. him to the hood. <laughs> put antlers <laughs> on him, tell him that you're a hunter and you got a deer. I don't know. <laughs> Can you imagine flying through space and you've got some poor guy frozen in carbonite ah. strapped to the wing? <laughs> And you constantly have to steer left because of the yeah, extra yeah, weight yeah. on the right hand side. Well, except there's no weight <laughs> then, in space. And then still, Grogu yeah. wants Grogu wants him to hit the boost button, and the guy goes flying off. And oh crap! I've got to go around and pick him up again. <laughs> yeah, I get why they wanted to bring Grogu back. Yeah, but they did it in the worst possible way. You yeah. know, in just one episode, they completely undid what made yeah. the Mandalorian season two so great. So, so here's the problem. Here's the worry, right? We've been praising the, to the heights the Mandalorian. Yeah. And now this show has come along and it's been a serious miss. I mean, I don't, I don't think many people can disagree with that. Whether you like the, how, now, how much you like the Mandalorian bits in it or not, the overall package is a serious miss. Do you now worry about think the, the upcoming stuff? The no, the I'm not. Series? I'm not, no. Mm-mm. No? No. In fact, I'm looking forward to the Obi-Wan series more than probably anything else right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, I think that it's going to be a lot of fan service and we're going to get Darth Vader and Anakin Hayden Christensen is back, who was the worst part of this, the prequels, but it's not George Lucas doing it. The the problem with the prequels and the acting in that was George Lucas. He doesn't know how to direct actors at all. And he never has the best stuff and all the star Wars stuff was Han Solo in his scenes. Yeah, because Harrison Ford pretty much ignored, ignored whatever Lucas he hit the beats, but he would do it his own way. Yeah, I, I wonder if um, I don't know. Has that, has, have you ever seen Hayden Christensen in anything else? Yeah, there was a movie um, that they could like, like time jumping, teleporting. No, thing. Uh, yeah, all right, okay, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, he, no, it wasn't time jumping, but he could teleport. Yeah, he had a teleport yeah. power, and that was pretty good. He was good in that. Yeah, I, I bought him. I, I, I think he's going to be a way better actor now than you've ever seen. I hope he's had some acting lessons, put it that way. And I hope he's been in a couple things. Yeah. You know. But. Uh, Look, look. Let's not knock the guy. He got that gig, and that gig set him up for life. Yeah. Um, Good for him. uh, Yeah, exactly. You know. I feel sorry for the kid who played the Anakin role in the first movie. Oh, he. He he apparently. uh, Very bitter and nasty. And went off the rails and has been in jail and yeah. drugs and yeah drugs in jail yeah it's, all the drugs it's, and all the jail i saw an interview with him and and he's not happy about being in star wars well the problem is is that you know it's unfair he got blamed for a lot of the failings of the phantom yeah. menace uh, and and you know he was a little kid yeah and he did he turned up and he did i think he did you can see most of George Lucas's direction. Yes, that's the that problem. He did what he was told to do, and as an actor, even as a kid actor, that's what you're expected to yep. do. I think he delivered the performance he was asked to be George delivered, will, and to then blame him for the yeah, fact that, no, that it's that's crap. Not, it's that fair. 100 percent agree yeah. with you. But yeah. George, no one comes close to George Lucas when it comes to world building. 
with exception of maybe uh, what's his name that did Dune. Um, drawing a blank on his name doesn't matter frank herbert yes frank herbert and maybe J.R.R. tolkien i mean holy crap talking about <laughs> world building i think i think yeah he he didn't just he kind of built a universe yes. not just the world yeah well so yeah. you could argue the same thing with lucas no no but, but I in mean, modern I mean, times i mean middle earth has thousands of years of history yes. history that he documented yes. and languages that he documented and uh, i mean when it comes to world building i don't know tolkien to is no yeah. he is well maybe you know the people who wrote the bible they did a pretty good job <laughs> i saw tiktok and he goes uh like you know book fans who who's the most uh, obnoxious people you know like harry potter fans or star wars or whatever and one guy says the bible their fans are the worst yeah um yeah it i feel like boba fett was a massively missed opportunity and at the end of the series and i don't want to see a book of boba fett too um well at this point i almost don't want to see boba fett again even in the mandalorian i would agree with you but unfortunately we're going to be stuck with boba fett for many years to come (laughs) um my my issue though is it was unnecessary and i know that you agree with that yeah. And that it was a massively missed opportunity. And everything that made Boba Fett cool, they gave to the Mando. Yeah. There's a great series, or I, I don't know if it's a whole series, I know it's at least two episodes that I watched called Mando Therapy. Right. And it's Boba Fett and Din, Din, whatever. Jajarin. Din Jajarin. Um, that, you know, Boba Fett's complaining that he came in and stole the series away. And. Yeah. Mando's like, well, yeah, but let's be honest. You know, <laughs> it, it kind of needed to happen. Yours was really bad. Um, it was great. I, I, I'll tell you, I, I, the person I feel most sorry for out of this is is Temuera Morrison, who plays uh, Boba Fett. Yeah. Because he's a great actor. And is he? he? Again, yeah, I think he is. I've seen him in other stuff, and I think he's a good actor. But I think, you know, this this series gave him nothing to do. No. And I don't, you know, I don't think he was... I think with the material he was given, he did his best, but ultimately... Yeah, you yeah, just told he, everyone that when <laughs> right after you got done saying it's good that people don't know you're alive because you could surprise them, and then you tell everyone, in the, including little droids, I'm Boba Fett. Idiot. Yeah. It may no, there were yeah. so many plot holes in the movie. Uh, it was the, just, the Barbie it, bikes are so bad. The CGI on that episode was so bad, it's almost unforgivable in today's day and but age. Yeah, but and the yet problem they turn is around it, and do a Luke Skywalker that well. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I I don't understand it. And but but the the real problem for me, I could forgive an awful lot of that, lot of that stuff. As you know, I I'm not as upset by the Barbie bikers as you are. Ugh. But I what I what bothers me is the fact that the whole this whole plot of the series was completely utterly pointless. Yep. Yeah. His objectives were pointless. His reasons for doing it were pointless. Yeah. And the whole thing just came across as an excuse to play with Boba Fett play with boba fett but, but in, everything you know, that made boba fett cool was the mandalorian everything yeah. they they just took boba fett and renamed him and then when they bring boba fett back they don't have any they didn't know character growth i thought really? this whole point of what happened to the tuscan raiders thing seriously that well, was kind of that, interesting at first that was meant to be the reason he did what he did but the thing is what he did was completely utterly pointless mm-hmm. you know so he kicked the pikes off the planet and he stops them indiscriminately shooting people and blaming it on other on other people. Great, so what? Yeah? He's still a crime lord notionally. He's a crime lord of a 
of a of a thing that now has no crime because he's kicked out all the crime, yeah, and uh, for what? So uh, you know, so he's kicked off one set of guys, right? He, and then yeah. there's nothing there. And then he goes, oh, I don't really, I, I don't really dig this. I don't really like this, you know. And it's just like, well, what the hell did you do any of it for for the in the first place? Right. Indecisive you know? much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it, just like, you know, and now all these people are dead and uh, Moss Esper's been all shot up. Yeah, and yeah, you killed, but it's Moss you nearly I mean, killed the happened. marshal. It was a Wednesday. You, yeah, <laughs> you nearly killed the marshal and you killed a whole load of his people. You killed a whole load of Moss Esper people. Presumably, you've now got a whole crime syndicate across the galaxy who are pissed off with you. Yeah, yeah. and you still so, only got like you know, eight guys. Yeah, you still only got like eight guys. And uh, you know what? If they'd orbitally bombarded you instead of just... Uh, just coming and knocking on the door of the place you are, you would have been killed. Yeah, one TIE so fighter what, would just, have ended it pretty quickly. Exactly. I mean, so he's going to be holed up in his palace and somebody's just going to send a cruise missile down, yeah. a space cruise missile, to vaporise it. Yeah. I mean, it's just the whole thing just makes no sense. Mm-mm. And it and as you say, the real crime is we know nothing, barely anything more about Boba Fett than we did in the beginning. And it resets... Including why the hell he did any of this. Right, and it resets He is the, the world's worst crime lord. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he's the pointless crime lord. He's well, he be, but not only that, he's he, he. Well, yeah, he just he's just apparently has no idea what he wants to do, and he's just very bad. Everything he does is bad because mm-hmm. let's face it, in this series, he does nothing successfully on his own. No, at all. No, except for uh, maybe beating up the guys who killed his friends. Yeah, and that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, he admittedly he learned he bonded with the Tuscans and he learned how to use their um, their fighting stick. But everything else, he was completely utterly useless at, and all his friends effectively saved his backside. And I, and I still don't understand why they reset Boba Fett or um, Mandalorian. I just, it makes no sense to me at all. I mean, how long was Grogu gone? A week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really? That uh, this whole journey in Mandalorian one and two, and then he finally goes off, and a week later he's back with now. Oh, but now he has Mando armor or chainmail yeah. at least. Now, and again, you look. I mean. Uh, Mando, he he's kicked. He has the metaphorical sand kicked in his face by his um, by his cult people. Yep. You know, which again, I thought, really, you know, this guy's been loyal to you, right? And there's only two of you left years, at this point, and there's only two you left. And oh, by the way, he's got the king sword. Yeah. So he's he, which he they won it immediately try to rob him of, which they immediately tries to steal off him. So, so basically, he is. You know, he should be your lord and ruler, and instead you turn around and and cast him out. It's just like it was the most stupid. Uh, well, yeah, but stupid. And, and then just, why is he still loyal? Because the whole thing now is he's going to go and reclaim his honor somehow. And, and well, stupid. You know, why? Look, why I, would you I do think, that? I think abandoning the Gro. You know, going back and saying, "Well, screw what I should have done with Grogu right. uh, and the quest now," because they have they've uh, they've upset me, and maybe uh, maybe what they told me to do wasn't the right thing to do. Again, a much more interesting story yep. could have done over a few episodes 100%. for him t- to come to the realization that maybe, as uh, what's her name, um, Lady Starbuck said yep. in the previous series, that you know don't believe everything those cult guys tell you. Right, there's more to being a Mandalorian than that. Maybe have him explore that, discover a bit more about that, embrace it because again, you don't just throw away your. Uh, your religion overnight even when it kicks you in the teeth i mean plenty of people don't so have some time doing that and then say right you know what i'm gonna go see grogu screw what they guys told yeah. me and and then have something where mando is the one who says guess what grogu you can choose between the jedi life or life with me what would you prefer to do 
again, more interesting and also doesn't require R2-D2 to be an Uber driver. Yeah. Which, <laughs> it's like, there's so few Jedi left. Would you really risk one by putting him in an X-Wing, which is a military starfighter, yeah, and sending him halfway across the galaxy, flown by a robot? This has been my... Who's not shown combat skills. No, but, well, <laughs> but here... Here's my problem. I've always had it with the Jedi. Why? Why why don't you have an emotional connection with anybody? What does that have to do with using the force? Because time and time again, that disconnect that you guys push so heavily is your downfall. Well, I think, I think, I think what the, what the creed is trying to say is that, yeah, yeah. But not only that, it's, it's saying emotion leads to passion you know, it's and passion leads to the dark side because which emotion is, which leads to we know as humans isn't true because passion well, can lead to and and for most that, people way better stuff than in, the dark yeah, side. Yeah, but in you have a passion star, for to be a dad and a husband. In the, you have a passion star, for art yeah. and music. In the Star Wars universe, it's far more simplistic than that. Passion leads to anger. You know, I don't think it didn't even uh, Yoda. What say happened it to Rebo? That's the only thing I really want to know. What happened to the little blue guy who plays the piano, little elephant dude? <laughs> what happened to him? Because they didn't show him in the bar when they blew it up. weren't weren't they? I, we saw them playing in the street at one point. No, they, they they were they were in a bar. It was it was yeah no, bar. but but was but he in there and was he dead? Because no, I, I I gotta he's, know. Okay, he's pretty cool. Save Rebo. He, he looks like he's made of. Um, he looks like he's like one of those push pads that NFL football players use. Yeah. He's got that sort of consistency. Yeah. And I want to see I want to see what his legs are like. I do too. Because we've never seen his legs. We've for all we know, he's physically bolted to that piano yeah. and can't move away from it. Um I wanna know what happened to him. Um <laughs> There we go. He needs his own series. The show at Geeks Pub the book Podcast. Of, what's, it, what's his name? What's I his name? I think his name's Rebo, isn't it? The book of Rebo. The book. I, I'm gonna. I gotta look. Book it up of Rebo. Now. You could do it like as a as a series of of uh, kind of you know jazz fusion performances where he does does he does jazz fusion on a different planet each Max, week. Max Rebo. <laughs> That's his name. Max Rebo. They, they don't even need be- book up. They just need Max Rebo. <laughs> they. He needs a better agent, so he gets better gigs than those crappy. Um, Crappy town. I mean, for those guys are in Mos Eisley. How'd they end up in Mos Esper? You know, I, I, is, that, more is that going up in the world or going down in the world? I, I, I have to have more Max Rebo in my life. Yeah. This could be the name of this episode. People are not going to figure and, it out until the very end. What, what do you know? Max do you Rebo? know what the name of the uh, of the bug-eyed oboe people are? No, <laughs> but you know Max. Well, Max is awesome. The rest of them suck, <laughs> especially that singer and the and the redid Return of the Jedi. Oh, what the one with the uh, the the face that was all lips? Yes, the mouth that was all yeah. lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, and, and really, I don't know what anybody was thinking, but they weren't thinking very well when they did that. No, because that thing was creepy. It's as creepy hell. as hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, the show at <laughs> Geek, the Geeks Pub. I can't get the f- face of that thing out of my own. Yeah, I know, no, that's a pair of yeah. protruding lips in front of my face. Yeah. I'm looking at my microphone and it reminds me of. Looks like more like a sex worker in a bar than a singer. Well, that's that's what I mean. That's why it's yeah. creepy because it had the big eyelashes yeah. and the red lips. Yeah. And it looked like some sort of alien sex. Yes. Box. Yeah. It's awful. 
Just awful. Who came up with that design? Lucas. Lucas. <laughs> He's got issues. So See, what they should do is they should do a show where they they swap the aliens around. So, for instance, instead of, um, uh, what's he called? The uh, the bumbling one. From the one everyone hated. Oh, uh, Jar Jar. Misa, Misa. Yeah, Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, instead of Jar Jar Binks being, looking like he did, they should have the alien sex worker being Jar Jar Binks. Nah. That would be Misa Misa, and he looks like an alien. I think this is CGI and like another Wookiee for Jar Jar, <laughs> but leave the voice as it was. <laughs> that would a really be big old, no, even better one the Gamorreans. I, I there was a book <laughs> where they go to um, um, Kashyyyk, yeah, and one of the Wookiees yeah. speaks basic so they can understand it. Yeah. And they look at Chewbacca and they're like, could you do this the whole time? And it turns out the one who can speak being, speak English actually has an impediment. That's why he could speak and they can understand it. But yeah, I, I, thought always... it, I thought it would have been fun the other way. Everybody else talks normal, including <laughs> Chewbacca, but he yeah. just chose not to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think it wasn't part of the mythology. Was it something anatomically about the Wookiees that means that they can't yes. speak English? Yeah, but that's why um, this one that had yeah. an, an impediment, could actually, you could actually understand it. See, here's the thing. What Heir tends to, to happen what, what tends to happen in Star Wars is you see an alien species, and then not long after that, you see that species as a Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm playing through um, Star Wars Jedi Order at the moment. Can you be and, Max um, Rebo? <laughs> well, a yes, awesome, right? But also they have um, uh, they have the uh, the Salat species, yep. I think. Anyway, the, yeah, the one the one that was one of the ones in Rebels. Yep. So in in the game Jedi uh, Fallen Order, his master was one of those species. Completely cool, right? Now. What I'm waiting for is, first of all, a Wookiee Jedi. Yeah, you never awesome. see a Wookiee Jedi. What's yeah, up with exactly. that? Yeah. And secondly, I want to see the alien sex worker Jedi. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we did. It was in Return of the Jedi Remastered Edition. Um, I still think, though, that that Wookiee that they introduced in Bo- Book of Boba Fett was pretty freaking... He makes Chewbacca look like a... <laughs> I think I think it's the it's the black fur with the gray with the gray streaks in it and I the mean, stripes just, or in the spikes yeah. on him. He was, it's he was just awesome. a badass look. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That yeah. that was one thing they got right, and they introduced and the him fact, initially in the comic book, and he looks just like yeah. they did in the comic book. So I was like, okay. yeah. And the fact the fact that at the end of Boba Fett, they, I mean, he gets killed three times, and then it never actually kills him. Right. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. So we're going to wrap up this episode. Send us email. Send us uh, messages on Twitter or Facebook. Of course, on Twitter and Facebook, you got to find us through our other show, Tech Fan. It's this. It was just easier to do that. We're lazy. Um, you know, this is an open invitation. If somebody would like to come on either Tech Fan or uh, the Geeks Pub, we'd love to have you on. You know, David and I are not opposed to that. Um, no, nope. we do record. At seven thirty a.m. on a Sunday morning. So if you're on the Eastern Standard Eastern Standard Time, yeah. if you're on the yeah. West Coast, that's pretty early. Um, but if you're over in David's neck of the woods, it's not bad. It's at all. lunchtime. Yeah, it's lunchtime. So yeah. David, I will see you next week for Tech Fan, and uh, stay well. See you then. <laughs>